Hello, everyone, and um, welcome to another version of Bill Roden on Sports. Now, uh, well, well, I'm Bill Roden, obviously, and this is my co-host, the great Jamal, Jamal Murphy. Jamal Murphy here. Glad to be here, as usual, at Chocolat in Harlem. Yeah, and um, of course, this is something. Di- <laughs> this is different. Um, we're, you know, I've been doing these live Facebooks from different parts, from Louisville, Kentucky, and on the road. So now we're doing a podcast, uh, Bill Roden Sports Podcast, which is going to air tomorrow as soon as we could get it up. But we're doing a segment of uh, of Facebook Live because we want to summarize um, a little bit about, you know, today's Monday and uh, just sort of summarize the sights and sounds of of Louisville, what I saw in um, down Louisville. And, of course, Jamal, you were up in New York and you were, you know, you were, I forgot, we got to talk here. Uh, you know, you saw a lot of the, the, um, you saw a lot of stuff on television. Right, yeah. They, they, ESPN aired the entire day, pretty much, of the Muhammad Ali funeral. Um, and it was fascinating, actually. I watched the, the, the whole thing. I don't know how many hours it was. It was long. Well, it was about, about two or three hours. I mean, right, it was, at it least. Long, yeah. But yeah, yeah. It, was de- it was definitely fascinating. But what, what was it like being there? Well, it, it was great. Um, it was very electric. I saw a lot of people. saw saw a lot of, um, you know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of friends, a lot of old friends. And I think we all said the same thing. We said that we're just so happy that we are there. You know, we we just we all felt so happy that we came. And that's how I felt. Um, I drove. I'm still trying to figure out why I drove there. Um, I guess because I like to drive. But um, yeah, I'm just really happy that I came. Um, you know. Uh, so yeah, but it was just very, it was just very, very, very exciting, um, and it was just you know you knew you were a part of history. You know it, it was, um, and it, somebody said, well, is this the end of an era? So well, I think it's clearly, and that may be a question for anybody who's tuned in to watch this. I think it's definitely uh, the end of an era of of heavyweight boxing, of a certain level of heavyweight boxing. You know when you had. You know Ali and Foreman and Frazier and all that. It's clearly the end of a certain era of of boxing. Um, I don't know if it's the end of the civil rights era just yet. I mean, you still have a lot of lions like Jesse Jackson and there are a lot right, of, there's right, still right. a lot of folks who are in terms of being alive. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, you know, the younger generation definitely has to pick that up, and hopefully that will happen sometime soon. I mean, when you looked at the atmosphere in Louisville, though, you know, from what ESPN was showing, they showed, they had cameras on the streets. It seemed like people were lined up across the streets and across the you know the freeway and, and cheering. I heard Ali, Bumbaye chants. Did, did you see any of that out there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people were particularly, I mean, I, I basically hung around at Muhammad Ali Center and then at the Yum Center, um, right, you know, uh, and that's where all the cameras were. All the cameras were there. And, yeah, I mean, people were chanting. And when the motorcade came, you know, uh, people really, you know, started saying, Ali, Ali. So it was, um, it, it was, it was great. It, it, um, it you know, they, they had a jumbotron set up. Now, there weren't tons and tons of people on the jumbotron, you, you know. But, um, you know, look, this was a chance for Louisville to really cheer one of its own. And people were really, really proud. People were really proud uh, that Ali, that, that, that this national, international guy um, was bringing all this great attention to, to Louisville. So, um, 
Yeah, man, it was really, uh, it was just, again, I could imagine people who were at John Kennedy's funeral or, right. or Joe Lewis's funeral. I mean, it was really, right. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy, although now I'm starting to get, you know, tired of you know, driving all the time. I was about to faint. Right. But, um, how, how long a drive is that from New York? Too long. It was, a, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and when you, you know, when you, when, whatever, I love to drive. You know, when you're driving to the event, it's great. It's the adrenaline. Yeah, you know, let's go, you know, and listen to it. Then, you know, it's time to come back. Cause, oh, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's it was, a little tougher. It's a little tough, but it was about 12 hours, and I was able to listen to, uh, listen, you know, listen to the, one of the NBA games. I think there was a game with Friday or one. one yeah, yeah, Thursday. Yeah, I think it was Friday night. Or maybe it was a Thursday. Um, I listened to one of the games. No, when they lost, when 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 Cleveland, well, Cleveland lost won. at home. Oh, Cleveland, yeah, Cleveland, Cleveland lost, at home. lost at home. Yeah, I could. Feel that was the night of the. That was the night of the funeral. That was after well, the funeral. Well, uh, Thursday or Friday. No, no, no. On Thursday, it, they had a religious ceremony, the Muslim ceremony. Right. The, the the funeral was on Friday, so the game was Friday night. No, no, no. Well, at, at any rate, I listened to one of them when I was driving down. Um, but uh, yeah, 12 hours, in case you're going to do it. It's not a bad drive as those things go, but it was long enough. Um, so but, no, I mean, it was, it was definitely fascinating. Like I said, on, on TV, I like the fact that, uh, you know, as far as the speakers went, it got very political. You know what I mean? And I felt that that was in the spirit of Ali, so it was perfect. Somebody's saying, somebody's, one of our, our readers, our listeners, oh, Greg Sims. Hey, Greg. Greg is saying that he the, the music is too loud, uh, and he can't and he can't hear us. Okay, um, you know, we'll, we'll try, you know. Hey, Greg, can you hear <laughs> I mean, what happened? Is, what happened was the the mic I normally the microphone I normally use for uh, these live broadcasts I don't have it, so that's why maybe we should just start signing. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> how, the, the, how the, is this Greg? Can you hear now? <laughs> well, the people got a taste, so. You know, they got a taste of the of what goes on uh, behind the scenes of a Bill Roden on Sports podcast. So it was great, you know, showing you that. And we'll we'll improve the sound in the future. Yeah, but we'll uh, have, yeah, we'll have we'll, the, we'll, we'll have, say we'll say peace to Facebook Live for now. Yeah, we'll have the uh, we'll have the microphone next time, Greg. All right, so listen, everybody. Thanks for uh, I see about three of you uh, signed in. So this is Chocolat here in Harlem, USA, and uh, yeah. So we'll see you guys later on. We're about to do the podcast. The podcast is going to be up tomorrow, so check it out. You'll see a more coherent conversation. Getting back to the funeral, and you mentioned, you know, how it was to be there and, you know, the atmosphere. But what did you think about the speakers? Because the last podcast we talked about, you know, the fact that Bill Clinton, Bill Clinton. was going to be speaking, right. uh, Billy Crystal, and, you know, so – and I didn't know Brian Gumble was going to be. Was yeah, Crystal was. So, what did you think yeah, of the was, speeches in particular? They were, I mean, there was a there was a, the, a minister uh, from a church. Um, uh, oh man, I'm, 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 I wish I knew his his name, but he was a minister from Louisville. It was very very powerful, very powerful speaker. Oh, I, rem- I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It, it, I don't well, remember I his name either. But, um, oh, God. but anyway, yeah. but he. Was, well, one of the guys who I thought gave a great speech uh, was the rabbi. Michael Lerner, and he had the place. You know, he he, he really he really you know he, he fired he him kept, up. He fired him up. He kept it you know very political, which I said I liked because that's the spirit of Ali. But one of the things he says was said was the way to pay tribute to Ali was to be Ali. Right. And and I'm thinking about athletes, and that was just right on to me. Yeah, yeah. Be specific. I mean, be Ali. 
Right, no, be Ali, speak out, yeah. speak out, speak your mind, uh, you know, talk about what's important to you, do not sell out or whatever, you know, whatever the term you want yeah. to use is. Yeah, don't be gentrified, don't be a gentrified black, <laughs> you know. No, uh, exactly. So. Yeah, no, I, and I think that was right, he was talking, he really fired him up, he was talking about, you know, uh, the Palestinian state, and I mean, he was really, you know, a lot of Probably a lot of people weren't happy. Right, was, was which a lot is of perfect. Said, which is which is true, and and I think to me, Jamal, that was the whole idea of, of Ali. I mean, you could get caught up in looking back, right? But I'm more let's look forward. Right. What did he mean? And that's basically standing up for something. Whatever it is, I can't tell you what to stand up for. Right. But um, yeah, speaking that now, I thought that Billy Crystal was um, was great. You know, also you study these things just in terms of. You know, if you do a lot of public speaking, right. you're always borrowing and stealing from people. Right. And, and Crystal was so smooth, but I realized, well, this guy's an actor. I mean. <laughs> right, right. He's used to this. He's yeah. used to this. I mean, right. you know, 15,000 people, and he was just, he was basically giving, like, the monologue, you know, a one-man show. Right. Um, Clinton was, uh, you know, Clinton, his voice, you could tell, he's really been, it was very raspy. Right. And, um, you know, but he, everybody had something to offer. You know, Brian Gumbel was. You know, Brian Gumble was the Brian Gumble was was uh, good. You know, everybody had something to say. His all his daughters came. It was very his, his wife. Yeah, gave his a, wife gave a great Lonnie. speech. I thought. Yeah, it was just you know. I guess if you gotta go, if you gotta go, and we it's do not, have to go, that's not a bad way. It's not go. a bad way to go. So I'm sure Ali, um, and I'm sure he put a lot of, you know, knowing him, he they thought this out. That, that, you know, it's an interesting thing just about mortality. I guess, you, you know, there's a certain point in time. I guess when you have to realize it is over and then right. it, you know i think there's a point where you i guess elizabeth kubla khan get the stages of death but i guess at some point when you realize it's over and you start planning okay this is who i want to speak and also you know after coming to a few of these you know there's certain people you just don't want to speak you know, people don't know you who are just using your death as a right. political standpoint. Right. I'd have a long list. Do not let this motherfucker speak. <laughs> Don't even let this motherfucker in the building, you know. Right, you right. Know? But, right. Um, no, man, I I, um, I just thought it was uh, uh, very powerful. You know what's interesting? It's kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll take a break. Uh, we'll take a break and get back. But, you know, there, there's been a, there's a, a big focus on O.J. Simpson now. There's a, a 30 for 30 out about O.J. Simpson. Right. And I guess if you're talking about two counter opposites, O.J. Simpson and and uh, o, you know, and, and Muhammad Ali, I, I forget. I don't know if I was talking to you. Were, were you talking about so, that yeah. about the big funeral? I mean, who right. who who you know who maybe 30, 20, 30 years ago, who would you thought who who do you think would have had the big funeral? And it would have been you probably would have thought maybe O.J. Maybe not now. Yeah, not now. And you know, at the time, of course, Ali wasn't as like we talked about this last time. Ali, all of a sudden now, is this you know beloved figure, beloved figure. But it wasn't like that, you know, early in the seventies, right. right? And but OJ was, right? Right. So it's almost like they, you know, in, a, in certain ways, you know, yeah, right. And that's who you would have thought that everybody would have embraced, and you know, his funeral would have been such a great happening. You know, people of all races, because of, of course he wanted to transcend race. But hey, I, we'll get. I guess we're going to get to OJ in the next segment, so I don't want to jump the gun. Yeah, but but, but you know one one thing, uh, and and well, we we got to take this break. Uh, Kevin, are you around anywhere? Um, but one one thing that I that I sensed was that there was this tug of war in in Ali. I mean, like who owned Ali? 
I mean, it was it was sort of a subtext. Right. All the black folks were talking about what he meant to them as black folks. And of course, some of the white folks. Well, we can't we can't win that war. So let's let's shift it back to and and and, and you know really again I think we may have talked about this um, before, but during the time he fought, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s. I mean, there were not really a lot of black sports writers writing for these major publications. The New York Times, the Washington Post. So a lot of the guys who are talking about, yeah, well, we covered Ali and we traveled, he traveled with all these white guys. Right. You know, right. And, 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 and a lot of, you know, a lot of, I mean, Ali made a lot of money. Right. For a lot of people. But there are a lot of white people who had access. I mean, a lot of big time access. Well, Howard Cosell was How, always the yeah. big one. Yeah, I remember I, I did a story on Cosell for Ebony. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Ali said, yeah, well, you know, Cosell had a lot of breaks. I was one of them. <laughs> yeah, you know. But, but you know, and, and, and I think that's very interesting, even in our music. You know, white people control a lot of the, particularly in jazz, they own the record companies. Right. They control the distribution, the recording studios. So they were all up in our stuff. Right. I mean, they actually control their own stuff. And, and again, I don't want to be harsh about it. It's just a reality, but you know, like they, uh, I think Billy Crystal was saying his father, you know, his family, they uh, somehow they, what is it, Billy Holiday, Billy Holiday babysat Billy Crystal. Mm-hmm. And a- again, so you had these, a lot of white folks had this access to um, black entertainers that, I, I mean, the black community had access to that because they lived there, they lived with them. Right. But in terms of a business thing and, and basically saying, hey, okay, uh, if you, you know, there's racism in this industry, we're sort of the middleman. Right. So, you know, you got to, we'll help you out, you know. No, it's, it's interesting because, you know, black people, you're right, black people maybe still had access, but that, 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 really, that really becomes up to the athlete or the, or the superstar as to if he's going to still give black people access. Are you still going to go back to where you came from? You know, if you if you just stay in your in your new element, your access is going to be yeah. you know white people, and and with that access comes relationships, and that's why that's another OJ segue. And, 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 and you know, and, and that's what we talked about being um, being uh, seduced. Right. You could really, and I, I, you see how it could just happen so suddenly because all of a sudden, as you start going up in economic strata, all the people suddenly around you, you know, your real estate agent, uh, right. the bankers, your financial planner, right. uh, this guy, this guy. And you see, you see people who you never knew existed, who are giving you the shortcuts and giving you the hey, here, here's the GPS, the handouts, right. yeah, here's the GPS version. Like we're up here studying maps and the, you know, the, like we're studying like the paper maps and all that. And these cats are pushing the GPS. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and, and 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 I think that that's that, that's another another show. But it it is it really is about this. I mean, before you know it, and all this stuff is happening for you. You know the the great property that you never knew existed, the uh, uh, not standing in line, the, this, I mean, there's a, whole, there's a whole world of privilege and access that, you know, you grew up in the hood and all that, and then as soon as you were in a position of making money for these people, now all of a sudden they take you behind the curtain, and you right. see all this stuff, right? you know, and it's like, damn, and so you're right, you really have to fight. To go back to your roots. Yeah, you have to you have to make a concerted effort <laughs> right. to, to to stay you know to you know stay, stay with stay connected stay connected to your people and, and some people do some people don't. 
right, right. So anyway, uh, now we are going to take this break, and we'll be back in a couple seconds, and we will talk briefly about OJ and uh, the movie 30 for 30 on uh, Bill Roden on Sports here in Harlem, USA at Chocolate. Be right back. Hello, everybody. We're back at Harlem, USA at Chocolat Restaurant on the Frederick Douglass Boulevard here with uh, my good friend and co-host, Jamal Murphy, holding it down as usual. Yeah, we're here in Harlem, USA. So now, uh, OJ, the juice. Right. The juice is loose. You know, one of the first stories I did at Ebony, you know, my experience at Ebony was great because no matter what these brothers said, they all wanted to be, everybody wanted to be in Ebony. Right, you know, I mean, back then, back in the day, everybody wanted to be in Ebony, have the have the picture of your home, and you know, and that that kind of thing, you know, including Juice. Right, right. I think they showed that in in the premiere on Saturday, on uh, on of the ESPN Thirty for Thirty doc. What the uh, yeah the the new, the new OJ doc. They showed. Uh, I think they showed the either in Jet or Ebony. They they showed him on the cover oh, with his right. with his wife, his, with his wife, first wife, Marguerite, and and, and family. And, and what, uh, it was no, it was very, it was very interesting, especially for me who you know was not alive at that time, and I'd heard about OJ. My father told me, you know, great running back, how great he was, he two thousand yards, you know, in fourteen games. Um, so I thought it was great how they, you know, because the the last uh, miniseries they did on FX, it was all about the trial and what happened, right, right, you know, right. with the murder. But this one, you know, they they go back to his his life. His football playing days at USC with the Bills, how he struggled. I didn't realize he struggled the first two years in Buffalo. Didn't really do anything. It was that third year he broke out, um, broke, you know, got the 2,000 yards, broke Jim Brown's record. So they go through all that. They show you the highlights of him doing that, you know, great, great running back. And then they go into, you know, his suddenly changed life and how he had all this new access and how that changed him and how he dealt with his first wife. And how, you know where he met Nicole, so it was very, very interesting. In a restaurant, I mean that. Yeah, right. She was a wa- she was a waitress, and he said, "I'm going to marry her." Supposedly, mm-hmm. she was 18. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> exactly. But um, I let's see. I I picked him up with Ebony in 1975 in Buffalo, and they're still you know we played bid whist. Right. Right. Bid whist with OJ. Right. And I think he had just that's when he was really making his transition into acting. Right. And um, I remember it, I still use it now, you know, because we were on a schedule. And he'd say, we'd be doing this, okay, let's roll, let's roll. Right. And I still use it now, I said, let's roll. But, you know, the, the funny thing about all that is that um, you never even, you know, when all this stuff happened, I'm thinking back on the O.J. Simpson. I knew then we were playing Bill Whisk and running around. I said, wait a minute, could this guy, was he capable of doing that? I don't know. I mean, I guess you're capable of doing anything, but right. And as you, you know, years go by, you change, you become maybe you come become hardened. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, one of the things about the doc that you know it was was made very clear. He had a couple of close childhood friends were in it, and he really did want to transcend race. We talked about this with Ali. How right. many people were trying to say that Ali transcended race, which is ridiculous. Really. Right. But OJ really tried to and came pretty close. To, to accomplishing it, um, you know, lived in, was living in a white world. I mean, you had certain people on, on the documentary, c- certain white uh, business partners saying, you know, basically saying we didn't look at him as a black guy, which I don't understand how, you, how that's possible. Unless yeah, you're blind. Really hard, yeah. 
But, but you know what the people mean when they say that. I mean, they, they, it's crazy when they say that. But that you know, somebody, well, I never thought about him as a black man. So, well, then what? <laughs> you know. But you know, but but seriously, I mean, people still say that. Right. You yeah, know. I never got it. You know. So, well, I think I think even now, even I think even the most uh, typical, you know, white person now, I think realizes that that's not what you say. Right. I mean, you don't say that. You know. Right. I never. I mean, the idea is that it's like saying, well, I never really thought of you as a woman. <laughs> right, right. Well, it wouldn't be, you can't say that. Well, no, but right. I mean, it's like the idea is, uh, well, let's not, but the idea is uh, to take people who they are right. and, and deal with them, who, you know, with right. who they are. So did you like at the did you like the uh, the 30 for 30? Yeah, no, I, I liked it. I, like I said, I thought it uh, it explained some things to me that, I, that you know, either I had forgotten or, or never knew about. And it just it was a, just, it, it showed OJ in a broader context you know the the hurts the hurts uh, commercials and how he was go OJ yeah, go he, right you know how they need and they explained how they needed an old white lady to do that because they to validate she, she, yeah to validate him she wasn't in the original takes of it and they were like wait uh, nobody's right. gonna buy this well because also remember a black man running anywhere right and you expect to see pretty, the policeman yeah, pretty scary yeah. right running after so they had to ask white one no 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 go OJ go I mean yeah then he was doing something with Arnold I mean uh, Arnold Palmer right. Um, now OJ, OJ, uh, you know OJ, and you know OJ had it going on, but um, you know. But well, yeah, so but why do you? I mean, we just had, like we said, we just had another miniseries on on the on the murder and his acquittal, and now the thirty for thirty. Why are people still so I think, fascinated? I think they pissed. I think a lot of white people. Oh, well, I should say, are pissed off because he got away. Right. He got off. No, I agree. And and he got off the way the way. White people learn. People with money, who mostly in this country, will be. You know, he, he got off the way a lot of folks got off. You know, he had a lot of money to spend on the judicial system. You know, and right. and, and uh, you know this is so he used the system against against the, itself, against and he got off. And you know that's I guess that's so bizarre. He got off, and it's almost as if he, he didn't get off. I mean, he well, he well. I mean, he got off, but it's he, almost as if he didn't. He, oh yeah, yeah. But I mean, he was free. I mean, he didn't get. But then it's almost as if he couldn't deal with it. Right. And then the stuff that he ultimately got, got you know, banged for was like nothing. I mean, right. Are Just you kidding stupidity. me? Stupidity. Yeah, it's almost like he wanted to. You know, he he said, you know what? Well, I mean, he, after he was acquitted, I mean, his it was never going to be the same. He couldn't go anywhere right. without cameras in his face all day. Negativity for sure, which. You know, I guess he deserved like maybe. I mean, he was acquitted, so he was acquitted. That's what I said. I mean, he was, you know, that's you know, you you wanted you can't have it both ways. I mean, if you like law and order, well, that's what you know. If the glove don't fit, you must acquit. Right. You know. Right. So uh, yeah. So when did he get out of jail? By prison, by the supposedly way. soon, because I've heard people talking about you know when he gets out, What's expect he do? more, expect more OJ coverage, and he's gonna he's gonna get a big payday out of it. Wow. So. This is just the beginning, from wow. what people say. And yeah, and, and that's the interest. That's the interesting thing, I guess, about there's certain people. Ali was kind of like that in terms of being a magnet for money. Now I don't know, you know, Ali. There was a he had some lean times when when they were punishing him. But certain people are just charismatic that way. You know, OJ was obviously. Um, I don't know if LeBron is. I mean, he's his his 
to get a little tarnished, I'd say, you know, right about now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Steph is kind of polishing that, you know. He says, okay, okay uh, LeBron, I'll take it from here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> give, me that, give me that second consecutive trophy, you know. Right. Then, yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, LeBron is kind of like that, I guess. I don't, know if, I don't know if Steph Curry would be like that. I mean, they're kind of few and far between, but clearly Ali was like that. Um, but it's the personality, like you said, is yeah. it's more than than how good you are at your particular sport. You have to be very good. You have to right. be great, but you almost have to stand on your be able to stand on your personality alone, as OJ could have done, very charismatic, and Ali definitely could have done. Yeah, I mean, you know, if Ali wanted to really go mainstream early on, and and probably again, if if Ali were coming around in this time with social media and all that, I mean. And and as good as he was at at that time, you know, I mean, he you know, he'd probably be uh, Hillary Clinton's running mate, you know. <laughs> um, so, all right, well, thirty for thirty, O.J. Simpson, and we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're, we've been talking about funerals. We're going to get to talk about the funeral of the Cleveland Cavaliers. To, you know, today's Monday, and um, uh, well, we can't give you a spoiler alert. We're you know we're a couple hours away from from Game Five. Game Five now. Well, well, we'll talk about it. We'll we'll talk about uh, uh, Draymond Green and suspension. suspension and what that means. I don't know. I, I don't know. Is it fix in? <laughs> they want this to go back to Cleveland. Is that is that what this is about? That's what people are saying. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know. Well, okay. We'll talk about that when we come back. We'll come back in just a couple seconds. Bill Roden on sports here in Harlem, USA. Chuck a lot. Talk to you soon. everyone uh we're back at harlem usa at chocolat on the frederick Douglass boulevard here with uh jamal murphy holding it down jamal and uh, we brought in two special guests you know this is what happens on bill roden on sports just and in harlem people just drop by uh here with brandon ellis sitting right across from me brandon welcome to the show thank you hello everyone and uh special guest my nephew uh Kyle Dudley, the uh, assistant coach at Middlebury College. What the hell are you doing here, Kyle? I, I'm here for the Rumble in the Bronx AAU tournament that I told you about that we were supposed to. Uh, right. When you're supposed that? to join me at this this past oh. weekend. When did it start? Uh, it was uh, Friday through Sunday. Um, oh no! But uh, I missed it. You missed it, but it's okay. There's there's a lot more tournaments going on uh, the rest of the summer. Um, but let me <laughs> ask you a question: Is the is the uh, is the is the whole yeah? I mean, well, okay, we'll talk about it anyway. Uh, Kyle, so what, since we got you, uh, what what do you think? I mean, we have Game Seven tonight. I mean, Game Five tonight. Game uh, Seven. Oh, <laughs> Freudian slip. I know. Yeah, well, no, I well, know. It seems like the NBA the NBA <laughs> might want Game Seven after suspending Draymond. I know. That's Who else they going to Maybe they're going to suspend uh, Steph Curry. <laughs> For like <laughs> like chewing bubble gum or something, you know. So, so what, what do you what do you think? Uh, what, what do you think is going to happen tonight? Uh, I, I still expect the Warriors to win at home, uh, despite not having Draymond Green. Um, I think Andre. Have they announced who's going to start yet? In I don't Draymond's think so. Spot? Okay, I mean, I would I would think that Andre Iguodala will start and will start on LeBron and has guarded him um, extremely well, and they have a great bench. I mean, they showed that in Game One. And they have great depth. So Draymond's a great player, but they have 
right. such a deep team that I think they'll they'll win at home and they'll win handily tonight by double digits. Wow. Okay, handily. okay. Brandon, what, what about do you, you think? Brandon? I'm going with the Cavs tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with the Cavs tonight. I just can't really believe LeBron is going to go out in five games in the finals, two and five in the finals. I mean, it's just – I'm not thinking logically when I say that. And my original prediction was game seven, but – you know, what, you what, thought this year was going to go seven? Yeah, I thought this yeah year he, was on, he, he was on air. Said, he said that. Yeah, I what thought what were you thinking? <laughs> I mean, I just had faith in LeBron. It was just really out of respect to LeBron. Last year, he was by himself without Kyrie and without Kevin so, Love, and it went six. So why, why do you guys – I mean, it seems like they're worse. They're, they're worse yeah, than they were I last actually, year. I actually, my, my original prediction was, was Golden State in six, and also out of respect for LeBron. LeBron. I thought he could win two games. Right. And now I agree with Kyle. I, I, think, it, I think Golden State wins tonight. You know, the, the Cavs haven't shown me anything to to think differently. LeBron, they he's putting up triple double numbers, but he's playing tentative. He's you know he's not he's, look, he's looking like he's scared to shoot. Um, he's not bringing it like I thought he would, and I actually think his his legacy is diminished by this series. And I didn't I didn't foresee that happening even with even with losing to Golden State. I thought know, he would show up big and he'd play big. That it would just not be enough. And he, but even. He's disappointed me. And even, exactly. even the, um, you know, when he when he got into the little kind of uncharacteristic kibbit scene and talking trash, it wasn't even talking trash. He was really angry. And right. he, was, he, he was frustrated when he, when he, with, with, with Green, with Draymond, and then with Curry of all people. I mean, you know, he was like going For after Curry. Though. That's he like was. going after somebody like little. <laughs> oh, come on, man. Come on. It's a mismatch, man, <laughs> all the way around. It's a mismatch the other way physically, but, what, you know. What, what, he can't go after Curry? Yeah, nah, he's not like his little, you know, great competitor. Yeah, but but so he's frustrated uh, but, with the whole situation. I was just feeling like it's just. But now, but you know, so crazy. where's he gonna go now? I mean, he's gonna go to Minnesota. Mike, yeah, he's gonna he's gonna start running out of. You know, he's gonna start running out of. I heard, I heard he's gonna join Golden State. He's gonna go to Golden State. We, we don't want another ring. Man, Durant. Everybody wants. Right. At Westbrook, everybody's gonna go to Golden State, right? Join the party, man. I, I just know, I just think they need to trade Kyrie for Chris Paul, man. Make it right, and since Chris Paul and um, LeBron James are friends, that'll make the chemistry better. The chemistry's obviously not there with Kyrie and LeBron. Well, what about love, though? I mean, love oh, it's needs, a wrap for love. Yeah, love. I mean, they they're trying to play like the Warriors. That's what the problem is with Cleveland. They're trying to shoot threes and go off the analytics and look at the numbers. When LeBron just needs to be going to the basket every time and yeah. doing like, what's the Le- problem? He needs to, he, he needs to be doing the same thing he was doing last year when he had nobody. He has to act like he has nobody. He needs to yeah. play like he played in Detroit game five when he scored all those points in the fourth quarter when he just went to the basket but every single time. Is it possible, Kyle? Got to go out like that. Is it possible, Kyle, that he has just lost a step? It happens. It happens. I think it happens. It, it looks happens. Like this it. People, all but they lose it. It happens. He's thirty now. How old? He's thirty-one, right? He will be thirty-one. Oh, he did turn thirty-one. So yeah, so, uh, yeah. He, I mean, he's played a lot of basketball. Kyle, is it possible he may have just lost a step? I don't think he's lost a step. I mean, I think he's still very much in his prime. Maybe you know, you know, towards the, the end, the back years of his prime, but. I think he's definitely still in his prime. Um, you know, I still think he can get to the basket at will. Uh, he's, you know, in game four, he was making the pass. And, and I, I have no problem with that. I know he's, he's been getting a lot of criticism for not sort of forcing the action. But I think if you drive and, you, and, you, and two defenders commit, you make the pass to the open man, and they need to make the shot. 
And I think when he was w in Miami and, you know, he passed to, I mean, whether it was Wade or Bosch or Mike Miller or Ray Allen, right? I mean, <laughs> right. You, he, I, I, think, guys, I think LeBron was doing the same thing. He was dry, but those guys were making the shots. And, and remember, I don't know if anybody on this show said that. Remember at the beginning of the season, people were saying that, that the group he had here was better than that group in Miami. They said, oh, look, you're going to have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love. It's a joke. Right, right? No, it's a joke. And, and LeBron, he basically, I mean, some people will dispute this, but the perception at least is that he put this team together himself. Right. I feel so like he, he did. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> trying to act as the coach, the GM, the right. owner, the agent. That's exactly and what I said earlier. It's my nobody point. has ever done that before. You know, I, I was thinking about other champions. I mean, Jordan had Phil Jackson. Um, Shaq and Kobe had Phil. When, uh, San Antonio, Popovich, plus the players. No player has ever tried to do it all and been successful right. at it that I know of. Right. So he's trying to do something that never, that's never been done, and I think he's overestimating how good he is. Well, Bill mm. Russell did it. He coached and played. But right. He, he, he went, to six, finals. He went yeah, to six finals. But he had uh, – Red Albach. Albach, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, he, but he did it one year. I mean, I don't think he – Yeah, he didn't, it wasn't – but, you know, this is LeBron's right. then, one year. Tyrone Lewis kind of not really – And that's <laughs> another thing. Do you think that – do you think that – I like Tyrone. Do you think that Tyrone Lewis over his head? Do you think that he's just over his head? Man. Or do you think that anybody – do you think that even if Blatt was coaching – Blatt would be yeah, Blatt, Blatt was over his head Tyrone, I think Blatt Tyrone was over his, over head, his head But when I think of Tyrone Lue Man I just think of Allen Iverson <laughs> Stepping over him Man <laughs> I don't see him Holding up a championship trophy I know that's not You know Analytics or anything Like that But, <laughs> but he gave, I don't but see he, it He gave Iverson the blues in that, in that championship well, series? Well, it wasn't him. I think it was yeah, Shaq and Kobe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think. Well, yeah. but he helped. I mean, a little bit. I mean, remember, nah. remember that he came up. That game, well, that well, game one. That. that game one, Iverson dominated that game one. The one game they did win, the game one. And, right. then, and then they brought yeah. in Tyrone Lue. They said, okay, you know what? <laughs> we want you because after we – because, I mean, listen, it wasn't just Tyrone Lue. Yeah. But he was wearing down. So, okay, he was, Tyrone Lue was like the, the straw that broke the camel's back because he was his size. And they said, all we need you to do is harass Iverson. I disagree with that. I just think Allen Iverson had absolutely no help. I mean, Dikemi Mutombo was inside, but he's not scoring. Allen Iverson had no help, and he's 5'11", 6 feet, 170 pounds, soaking yeah, wet. But, but he was 6'1", when they were, got to the final. <laughs> so, so you can't just say all of a sudden, you know, he was 6'1". We talk about an all-time great team, the Los Angeles Lakers, right. Shaq, Kobe, Phil. Same thing that LeBron's facing right now. All-time great team. It's just too much, man. Well, that's the thing. And people are finally giving Golden State that credit. I didn't understand all year how people were trying to act like some other team was going to win the championship. They won 73 games. <laughs> well, but can you do this? I, right, right. When, when the Bulls won 72 games, I'm quite sure people weren't predicting someone was going to beat them. That's true. Now, but do you think, and it's generational, do you think – do you rank this team as one of the greatest of all time, the greatest NBA team? Of, well, let's say of, of your of your respective generations. Um, I Kyle. definitely think that they are one of the best teams of all time, if not the best. Um, I feel like that's an unpopular opinion, especially with the, the old-school basketball players and the, uh, the, the retired NBA players, you know, who all say that they would beat this Warriors team and they would sweep them, you know. 
Yeah. This Warriors team wouldn't even win a game on the Showtime Lakers or against Oscar Robertson or whoever it is. So I definitely think that, I mean, it's very hard to compare errors, especially now with right. the amount of three-point shots that are being taken. Um, you know, the, even those great teams in the 80s didn't hit nearly as many or didn't take nearly as many threes um, as these Warriors teams, as this Warriors teams or, or even a lot of the teams now are attempting um, but I think you also have to remember about the Warriors. They're very good defensively. You know, they, yes. they've been one of the top right. teams in defensive efficiency, um, you know, the last few years. Um, that started with Mark Jackson, but Kerr has continued that while improving you their think offense. Here, you think they're here with Jackson, with Mark Jackson? No. no. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Well, guess we will. Guess, guess we will. Oh, well, well we, Brandon, we know that. We went through this, we went through this last time. Right, really? You don't think so? I, I don't think so. I, I, and I think, and it's not to say that, I mean, Mark did a very good job. He took them to the playoffs twice. They got to the second round once. But I, I don't think they were, they were. Uh, a white man. <laughs> 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 they, they, well, at least in, the, in his three years, they hadn't, they hadn't reached their potential offensively right, that yeah. they've reached under Kerr. I mean, they've been, I mean, last year they were second in offensive efficiency. This year they were first. Um, in, in offensive efficiency under Mark Jackson, they were not, uh, you know, I don't think in the top five in offensive efficiency with a lot of this, you know, with the same players, with Curry, with Thompson. Younger. But they, they were, yeah, young, they yeah, got they, older, they were younger, so they, 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 may, they may have gotten there. But I do think Curry's ball movement, offensive system, um, they have such great continuity there um, in chemistry that that's really helped. Uh, so yeah, no, I think, ahead, I think you got to call them the, the best team I've seen because just based off the numbers, they won – they were they have the most uh, regular season wins that anybody's ever had on any in any era, so I think you got to give it to them. The, obviously, the defense is different, but you can any, every sport is like that. The Football is like different. that. Uh, Jerry Rice, what would he have done in, in today? Yeah. You can't touch the quarterbacks. Can't touch wide receivers. The same thing here. What would Jordan probably average fifty five points a game if you couldn't touch him? Right. I mean, <laughs> right. it's true. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, I guess the point is. What all you add, all you can do is dominate your era. Right. That's all you can do. Is you can dominate right. your era. Um, what do, what about the Draymond thing? What do you oh guys, yeah, what do you guys yeah, think yeah, about yeah. the suspension? I mean, I've been hearing the fixes in from from every angle, and I get it. But but the NBA didn't create the situation. They didn't. They didn't. They, they're not the reason Draymond's been wilding out. They made the rules. Uh, you know, kicking people and. Here and there, I mean, he. We knew after the Stephen Adams situation that he had to be squeaky clean, and he wasn't. I mean, it's interpretation. It looks like he hit him, but if he would have really hit LeBron, it would have been some. He would have felt it. We would have saw like, <laughs> come on, like we all have a set. It's like you would have felt that. Like, I just think is over exact. I think the rule in general, the whole points like flagrant foul. I don't really like, like that either. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and it's the finals. How you send? A, in the finals? I know that that is like, you know what that is punishment. That's ridiculous. That, that's 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 punishment. What do you think, Kyle? I mean, you're you're a coach. Uh, you know, you you're, this is what you do for a living. Um, what do you think about this whole idea of of the flagrant fouls and the game kind of getting well? I don't know what nicer, or gentler, <laughs> soft. <laughs> well, you know, I do think you have to protect the players and the and the player safety. Um, you know, has to be very important. Um, so you know, I, I do think flagrant fouls should should be there. I, I think he should have been suspended for what he did to Stephen Adams, in my opinion. Um, but he, but he should not be suspended for tonight's game five. Um, you know, I mean, LeBron tried to step over him and right. was basically on his head, and he was. I think he was just trying to, like, get off my, like, get off me, and it was sort of like that. And 
and it was very it just it just wasn't very very much um, that I think that should have warranted. If anything, um, a both foul. of them because LeBron really initiated that. He initiated it, and they were exchanging words throughout yeah. the whole the whole game. So it was a lot of disrespectful things being said about family, a lot of personal things. <laughs> right. Wow. Really. So beyond basketball, but you know it, it is playoff basketball. So it is it is playoff basketball, man. <laughs> I mean, back in the '80s and even the '90s. It was all out brawls. You remember Jeff Van Gundy on Lonzo Mourning's leg? <laughs> like, come on, lasting now. impression. Yeah, lasting, lasting man. It's like, yeah. come on, yeah, man. LeBron, LeBron, and he cried, and LeBron yeah. asked him to review it, like review. Yeah, it, like, LeBron's whining, you know, the whining of LeBron yeah, at, during the during the press conference. They asked LeBron what happened there, and he said basically Draymond said some words to me that you shouldn't say to a man, grown man with kids. So who, whatever they've been. There've been reports about what the word was, but it's not a word that hasn't ever been used to a man with with kids. Like right. <laughs> this I happens. Mean, well, you, remember, you played ball. Remember yeah. what uh, what Kevin people say said to uh, they reach to Carmel, oh, Carmel, oh, Carmel, oh yeah, right? Honey Nut right. Cheerios. Yeah, by his wife. Never right. forget. Exactly. That's, that, to me, that's the only. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's over the line. Yeah, that's super over. That, the line. That's over the line. If if he didn't say if if uh, Draymond didn't say anything about Honey Nut Cheerios, I don't want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Well, what did he say? He talked about his kids or something? I don't know what he said specifically. Call, he called but him a name. He called him a, a B. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Come on, LeBron. <laughs> you got a little tougher skin than that. It's just like yeah, I mean, the whole thing on. is getting to him. And actually, Clay Thompson and his father, Clay Thompson's father, were quoted as saying, LeBron's a little too sensitive. It's, uh, <laughs> it's the truth, man. I mean, but you know what? I think, and again, I think we talked about, and I, you know, sometimes you can get seduced if you're LeBron. Where now all of a sudden you're the king, right? And you start That's believing this shit, like That's you're really the king, and people can't but say things. You like, well, right. how dare you? You That's know, what it is. That might be the thing, though. He might not be the king anymore. <laughs> I mean, he's that really, may hurt too. Yeah, it hurts. I think he's realizing that. Like, and in his thirteenth year, I'm pretty sure he's heard a lot of derogatory things over the thousands of games he's played. So it's like. And- all from he's just KG, probably. Yeah, exactly. Imagine <laughs> that with the Celtics, that, those series. Right. He just upset because he put this team together and it's just not enough. And, and maybe that's it. Maybe that's it, Kyle. We're, maybe we're seeing we're we're seeing we're presiding over the end of of uh, LeBron's reign. I mean, maybe this is really it. I mean, well, Curry. What? No, you don't think so. I don't think it's the end um, because there's still no challenge to him in the East. So I think they're going to be able to get back to the to the finals, and I think they that get, get o- destroyed again. <laughs> well, well, I think that I mean OKC is a team if they keep Durant, if the, the, you know they're a team that can beat the Warriors. Um, you know they're going to keep growing under Billy Donovan, and you know they took him to seven games. I think uh, the Cavs could could beat uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, you know I, I mean I think the Warriors are have proven to be a tough uh, just a, a tough matchup for them, um, but. They're going to get to the finals. So if you get a break here, a break there, you know, two years ago, you know, Kyrie and K- Kevin Love both got hurt. If, if that happened to the Warriors where they had right. some injuries, right. I mean, they're going to be in the finals. All so. we need, well, wait, all wait, we need wait. is Stephen Clay to have broken <laughs> legs. and he has a, he'll have a chance. Broken, If you're, you're going to be in the finals, you're, then you're one break away no, you're right. from, from potentially winning. Well, we talked about this earlier in the season and with, uh, with um, the Cavs beat, beat reporter about, you know, this could possibly be. LeBron, LeBron could possibly end up with with no more rings, and right. nobody no, would ever thought that. about that's that. Right. Two rings, he's gonna, he might end his career with two it. rings. Nah, I don't think so. I don't Where's think he gonna? How's he gonna? How's he gonna win? He wins one in Cleveland. It's you just not so? this year. Win? Not this, win. It's just not this year. Right. 
might not be he next might year. Might not even be in Cleveland. Hey, oh, oh, we got. I, I think he needs to. Say. What? I'll put that on, on the record. I'm going to predict that the Warriors are going to close out the series tonight and win back-to-back championships, but that the Cleveland Cavaliers will win the 2017 NBA championship over the Oklahoma City Thunder. And who's going to be on that team? <laughs> who's going to be on that Cleveland hey, team? That's a lot. So Durant has to stay in Oklahoma. <laughs> Yeah, of course, nobody and J- remember that. And J.R. Smith can't be a starting two guard. That's all I gotta say. I mean, I like J.R. Smith with LeBron. I just I don't off like the Ky- bench. Yeah, off the bench, exactly. Right. I don't like Kyrie and LeBron because their chemistry is obviously not there. They obviously don't like each other. Or Kyrie wants his own team. Let him go to L.A., man. Bring Chris Paul over. Give him a shot. They'll have a way better shot with that. And LeBron can be the forceful guy he's supposed to be going to the rim because we know he can't shoot. He, and he knows it. And he knows it. So it's like, why not, man? Like, uh, I don't know, man. If it wasn't for Ray Allen, man, he'd be he one ring. One. one ring, man. It's so bad. So, so before we sign off, let's do, I mean, again, we're a couple hours before game time. And let's just have our predictions. Uh, what do you think is going to happen tonight? I mean, you know, people aren't going to write in. What do you think, Brandon? Who's going to win tonight? I'm going with Cleveland, man. Kyle? I think Golden State is going to win, and they're going to win by double digits. And Steph Curry is going to have, you know, thirty-five to forty points. He's going to oh, hit wow. six or seven oh, he threes, did that last game. He and did. he's going to he's going to take the MVP after, you know, being completely sure. out of it for the first three games. His game four, and then tonight's game five performance will elevate him to the MVP. The Warriors win tonight. Wow. I, I agree. I don't know. If, I don't know if they win by. I don't know if it's a blowout, but I could see. I see him winning, uh, six, seven, eight points. And I do agree that, that Curry has a good game, takes the MVP, especially with Draymond not, not even participating. And he was probably the front runner. Well, you know, yeah, stop, stop. The favorite. I know. Stop kicking They're people just screwing in the nuts. Him. He just gets yeah. screwed. <laughs> yeah, you got to play dirty, man. I don't think the Bulls would have won the last three without Dennis Rodman. You need a player like that. But you Every can't do that in this era. You can't do that. Yeah, now no you more. can't, but, you know. Oh, me? You need I don't give a damn. Really. Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard. No, no, I think I, what do you think will happen? Yeah, it's about the story. It's about the story. I, I think that, uh, you know, I hate to say it, but, I mean, Golden State's going to win. I mean, when, when they first said that Trayvon, I mean, Trayvon, <laughs> that the, uh, Draymond. Draymond, I said, oh, oh, I get it. Going back to going back to Cleveland. And, and I do like that kind of story. The story. I like the story of, you know, uh, you know, because remember, LeBron said that when he first came to the league, I want to be like Muhammad Ali and Warren Buffett. And so, okay, so in the spirit of Ali, you know, he picks himself off the mat. They win tonight. Then they go back in Cleveland, win in Cleveland, and then in a dramatic game seven back in Cleveland, LeBron scores like 150 points. That's what he's going to need. And, 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 yeah, in the game yeah. seven. He breaks Will Chamberlain. He breaks, he breaks Will Chamberlain's all-time scoring record. And everybody who would be, like, killing him is, yeah. like, going and bowing down. King LeBron. Right, King yeah. LeBron. So now, but now then I wake up. Right. And, and reality. I just feel so bad for him. They lose this tonight without Draymond for um, Golden State. That's a big hit, man. But I see him winning one more ring. He just has to win one in Cleveland. It's not going to happen, brother. It's, it's, beyond, it's beyond LeBron. This city is cursed. It is, right? It's, it's beyond LeBron. You know? Man, LeBron. So, listen, uh, everybody, listen, uh, Kyle, thanks for stopping in. I uh, hope you enjoyed the rumble in the jungle or the rumble in the Bronx. 
Although, so the Rumble in the Bronx isn't even really in the Bronx. It's downtown Manhattan, and then it's up in Westchester. It's like an AAU, so, probably AAU yeah. so they, they, morass. They do have one site in the Bronx, but where the where the main teams were wasn't even in the Bronx. But that, that probably is something that won't even make the cut. So, <laughs> yeah. sorry for that story. No, that's yeah. good. Actually, uh, you had a good uh, Van Gundy story. Remember the Van Gundy? Did you hear that? The Van no. Gundy story about OJ. Well, so, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah do, do you guys hear this? So during yeah. game four on Friday night, during the broadcast, uh, you know, uh, ABC is obviously broadcasting the finals, and they were doing a promo for the O.J. Simpson Made in America documentary, the five-part documentary that ESPN um, is doing. And Jeff Van Gundy told a story about how Pat Riley, you know, Van Gundy used to be Pat Riley's assistant, and how, you know, after the Bronco car chase – uh, um, yeah, during during Game Five of the 1994 NBA Finals, Knicks right. Rockets, and Al Callens, who met up with Pat Riley, uh, saw him you know weeks after it happened, told Pat Riley that the reason he he was driving the Broncos so slow was because OJ wanted to he- hear the end of the Knicks Rockets game on the radio. <laughs> and wow. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. He said that on yeah, the broadcast. He said on the broadcast. Wow. Yeah. wow. Well, he and Nick still have not won a championship. Yeah, and the I big mean, win yeah. in this series is definitely Pat Riley because LeBron is not doing it without him right now. That's right. Man, exactly. He's missing Pat Riley big time. That's right. But definitely. you know what? At the end of the day, when he gets that check, you know, you have to take, you have to yeah. look at the big picture. <laughs> yeah. The big, the real big picture. Yeah, the, yeah, the real, real big picture is LeBron has had a great life. Huh? Yeah. LeBron had a great <laughs> he's life. wonderful. He's, to this he's point, done, he's done okay. If he, yeah. if you would have asked LeBron. You know, we like we were talking about Frederick Douglass, remember? Right. If you told Frederick Douglass that 200 years later, there'd be a street in Harlem named after him. Mm-hmm. LeBron, if you ask him when he was 12 that this is how your life is going to go, I think he'd take it. Yeah. yeah. Or I'll, I'll take it for him. <laughs> yeah, if he don't want it, right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> nah, right, it's everybody. all good, man. It's all Thanks good. Thanks for having uh, us, man. Listen, this is great. Uh, Kyle, Brandon, of course, great Jamal Murphy. Thank you guys. Uh, yeah, the reason why I was not at the Rumble in the Bronx, I was in Louisville. I, I, I was at the. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah. 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 But we, we'll come back. Hey, everybody. Else, thank you very much. Enjoy the game tonight. And we'll be back at Chocolat next week. Uh, God bless everybody. Keep the faith. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.